welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicario. Field Log Day 82 Navigating the Fog There's this metaphor that I heard once about driving from, let's say, the East Coast all the way to the West Coast, right? I think it's something like a, a 30, 35, 40-hour drive. It's a very long drive, right? It'll take you several days. You'll probably have to make stops at a hotel. And let's say you're driving at night. You can't see very far, right? You put on your headlights. Maybe you're putting on your, what are they called, high beams, And you don't actually know what's 10 miles down the road, but you're going 10 miles down the road. And yet somehow you make it, right? That's the interesting thing. You don't know what's all the way at the end, but somehow you make it. How does that happen? It's because the lights are going to illuminate the next, I don't know, 30 feet, 60 feet, something like that probably. And it turns out that no matter how far you're trying to drive, all the way from the East Coast to the West Coast or for five miles or for 10 miles, as long as you can see the next 30 feet, that's actually all you need. So there is a discovery process involved in driving, right? You see the next little bit, you make the decision based on whatever it is that you're seeing, and you keep going that way until you get to your destination. And I think that that's a very useful, useful way to think about things, right? We've had some episodes on how much you should plan, how little you should plan, when you should plan, right? We've had an episode on planning to the end, right? There's a lot of utility in having a general roadmap for how far you're trying to go. There's also utility in waiting to make certain decisions and plans until you know you need them, right? Just in time versus just in case. That's another field log you can listen to. But today I want to focus on a certain aspect that I'm calling navigating the fog. This idea that a lot of times in life, especially, right, if you think about life as a whole, you only see the next 30 to 60 feet. But that's all you need to see. All you need to know is what's in front of you, what what the next few steps are, so that you can complete them and then the steps beyond that will reveal themselves. Right? Think about it like, like a career, for example. Let's say you're a programmer. I'll use that as an example because that's what I do. You start your career, right? You're fresh out of college. You get a job, let's say, right? You start with a job. And you don't really know what you're doing, right? All of your classes have been in in some programming language or another. You've never used version control. You've never used build environments like Jenkins or GitHub Actions or something along those lines. And you don't actually know where your career is going to take you, right? You get a role, you get get placed on some team at a job. Maybe you're a full-stack developer, maybe you're back-end, maybe you're front-end, doesn't matter. And you might like the role that you're placed in. You might really, really enjoy it. Or you might not, right? That's what happened to me. Whenever I started, I was a back-end developer. I didn't like it at all, right? As, as most of you know, I've mentioned this before. I do front-end now. That's the kind of programming I do. But it took discovery to get to that, right? You have a job. You have something that you're supposed to do for the next six months to a year, maybe two years, maybe three years. And you do that job. And along the way, you start to learn things. You start to see things. And then eventually you come to a crossroads, right? Do I continue on this path or do I try out something new? And then as time goes on, you might first switch focuses. Maybe you are a generalist, you become a specialist. Or maybe you're a specialist, you become a generalist. Or maybe you realize programming isn't for you at all. And then you pivot into maybe 
product management or you become a designer or something like that, you know, UX, whatever, UI. And then as time goes on, you realize that you really want to keep focusing on the technology. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you want to become a manager. Maybe you want to be a CTO. Maybe you want to be a CEO. The thing is, when you started, you didn't, you didn't know any of that. But it was the process of driving down the road that started to slowly illuminate these things for you. And then over the course of time, even though you didn't know how exactly you were going to get to the end of being a professional who's good at what he does and who, you know, earns a lot of money and maybe starts his own business or something along those lines, you eventually navigated your way there by just looking at the next 30 to 60 feet. Another way you can look at this is maybe you're a student, right? Maybe you're in college right now, university. And you're writing a paper. It's a 12-page paper. You don't know where this paper is going to go. But the only thing you can do, what is it they always say, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, is you take the first step. So you open up your Word editor, right? Maybe Google Docs, maybe Word. And maybe you start with a rough outline. And you have an introduction plan, and you have a couple of topics that you're going to cover. You have a conclusion. You have a general thesis that you're going for. And then you start writing. And as you're writing, writing is like talking, right? Writing is like, writing is like a field log. You just start talking. And then as you're going... You start to discover, what's the next thing I should say? What's the next thing I should write? Maybe your roadmap, your outline will start to change, or maybe you nailed it the first time. But the point is, you don't actually know every single word you're going to write. You start to discover that as you're going. And this is how it is in a lot of areas of life. A lot of times, people get this fear to start. And before we go any further, let me make that one thing very clear right now. Never be afraid to start. You're not signing away your firstborn child. You're not taking on a 50-year mortgage. You're not doing any of that by starting something you can always stop if it's not for you. And I can tell you that even if you don't know how exactly you're going to do something, you need to start so you can start to discover how you're going to do that thing. That's what it means to navigate the fog. You have to trust the process and you have to trust in the reality that A, God will show you the way. B, you have the capacity to do this. And C, that as you keep working on something, you'll slowly discover what exactly it is that you're supposed to be doing to get to the desired outcome. Right? Does that, does that make sense? is the direction that I'm trying to go with this, is that obvious? I think it should be. You can't expect anything that you're doing in life, especially if it's something big, to just be clearly laid out and labeled and and mapped out for you from the very beginning, right? There's certain paths that are very obvious, and even then you won't know exactly what to do, right? Even the roads that are paved, you still need to drive down them and discover them. But sometimes you're mapping your own path. Sometimes you're doing something that no one's ever really done before, right? Maybe you're starting a business, you're starting a brand. And it's it's something that no one out there is really doing quite the way that you're doing it. And you have to trust the process and understand that there's going to be discovery involved. So I can imagine that a lot of you men listening to this right now, you're probably working on some sort of venture. You're probably working on something that's new to you. Maybe you're working on on a career switch. Maybe you've started a business. Maybe you've started a side hustle. Maybe you're in a relationship and it's, it's different from the way they used to be, right? Maybe it's more serious. Maybe it's longer. Maybe this is a woman who is 
someone that you might consider marrying, right? Maybe she has the qualities that you want in a future wife, and that's great, but you don't exactly know how to approach that situation because it's new to you, right? And it should be new to you, God willing. Hopefully it's new to you. That uh, you haven't been married like six times, right? Don't, don't do that. So if it's the first time for you, then there's going to be some of that. There's going to be a lot of discovery, a lot of exploration, a lot of getting to know something by the process of being there and walking, right? You won't actually know what the next 30 steps are if you don't take the next 29, right? You don't have to know every step ahead of time. In fact, you can't. So if nothing else, let that put your mind at ease to understand that navigating the fog is a part of life. No one really knows what he's doing, right? We're all just kind of winging it. And hindsight, of course, is always twenty twenty. We know that. But foresight isn't, right? We're not omniscient. God is. So we can't expect everything to be clear immediately. There is some need And I wouldn't even say just some, but there's a big need. There's a lot of what we do that's improvisation, right? You do the thing that feels right in the next moment. You you might think about it, you might consider it, but if you think about playing music, for example, if you're you're soloing, right? Let's say you're a guitarist or you play the saxophone and, you know, the rhythm section is playing a certain chord and then you play a couple of notes and then you just sort of intuitively start to learn, like, which note should I go to next? That comes from practice, right? No one just picks up a guitar and knows how to solo immediately. There's plenty of guitarists out there who will memorize all kinds of solos and then all of their work sounds derivative, right? You have to learn to feel the music. In life, it's the same way. You have to learn to feel the music. When you're driving, you don't expect to know every turn you're going to take. You don't expect to know, you know, which roads are going to be slowed down because there's a traffic jam or there was an accident or something, God forbid. And which roads are maybe damaged or maybe there's a detour. You don't know those things ahead of time. So you have to start driving and then realize that as obstacles come up, as things come up, right? It could be something as simple as a turn, right? I have to turn here. I can't keep driving straight. Or it could be something complicated like my car just broke down and well, okay, what's the first step? Well, let's pick up our phone, call the insurance company, tell them to send a tow truck or something. They'll tow it and then we'll take it from there. We'll figure it out as we go. That's a lot of what life is, is you're building the plane as you're flying it. You have to accept that. You have to accept the reality that when you're going through life, any task, it it can be big, like life itself, or it can be small, like playing a solo for 15 seconds. You have to accept the fact that a lot of times, most of the time, in fact, you don't know exactly what your next step is going to be until you take the current one. Now, let's assume, for the sake of argument, that you do accept that. Let's say maybe this is something you already know, I'm just preaching to the choir, or maybe this is something that I've convinced you of over the next 10 minutes, you've never really thought about it before. Say, well, you know what, now that I think about it, yes, that's, I mean, that's what it's like to drive to work, right? I don't know exactly how fast I'm going to go where and when. You don't know those things. And the more you start to think about it, the more you realize that that's what life is. Let's say you've accepted that. How do you do that best? Right? What's the method to making sure that as you're going through things, you make the right decision whenever possible? Well, the reality is, unfortunately, that the only way you're going to learn to do this is by doing it, right? Practice makes permanent. I've said this before. I'll say it again, I'm sure, in the future. 
Practice makes permanent. So the only way you become good at navigating uncertainty is by exposing yourself to uncertainty, right? You can do it willingly or you can just let life do it for you. You're not really going to get a choice. But the ability to be comfortable with discomfort, to be comfortable in uncertainty, and we've talked about this before too, that ability is going to be one of the fundamental qualities that you need to acquire. And the best way that I know to do that is through exposure and realizing it's never that scary. And of course, the second point being that you can't be attached to it. We've talked about this before too. So you're a man, you're navigating certain situations, you're navigating life, you're navigating something at work, right? Maybe you're a mechanic or something and uh, some car comes in, it's broken and there's something wrong. And you check the usual spots and you realize that I don't know what is wrong with this thing. I don't know why it's broken. I don't know why the engine won't turn over. It won't start. Well, what do you do? Do you just toss your hands up in the air because you don't have a solution immediately? No, no, that's crazy. You have to get the job done. It's not an option. So you start going through it systematically. What do I know? What have I seen before? Have I seen anything that's similar to this? Is there someone I can ask? Is there some way I can research? What are the steps I can take right now to start navigating this fog? Is I don't know exactly how to fix it, but I can start taking steps towards it and maybe start eliminating things that I know are not the problem and slowly, methodically deconstruct, right? We have an episode on that, deconstructing. Deconstruct this problem and eventually start to work my way towards a solution. And you do that by being comfortable with discomfort. And the way you become comfortable with discomfort is to understand that A, your track record so far is pretty great, otherwise you wouldn't be here. And B, it's not that important, right? One of the best ways to be comfortable with whatever happens in life is to understand that at the end of the day, you don't need any of it. This is another one of the great powers of the seven commitments, is even though we are men who focus on certain practical material things, right? We focus on wealth building, we focus on building our body, building our mind, developing our craft. We focus on these things as men living the warrior king ethos. We know that given nothing else, we'll be content with God alone. So let's say you're at work, right? And I'll use the same example. You're a mechanic. You can't figure out what's wrong with the thing. Well, you can't figure it out. Your boss gets fed up and God forbid he lays you off. He says, you know what? You don't have the skills, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to fire you. And then you can't find a new job and now you're homeless and you don't have any food. You don't have any water or anything like that. So what? Seriously, so what? Of course, our goal is to be as accomplished and useful to the people in our care as we can. But ultimately, none of that stuff really matters. You have to detach yourself from it. It's not optional to be detached from earthly realities, right? We are immigrants, right? We're foreigners in this land, aliens. We're in the world. We're not of the world. That's the irony here, right? That's the great paradox. In order to be successful at anything that you do, in order to be successful at navigating the fog, you can't actually care, right? Let that sink in for a second. Think about that for a second. In order to be successful in life, you can't actually care about the outcome, right? You should do your best and try to work towards, you know, the positive outcome, but you can't tie up your emotions in it and your heart in it, right? If you're driving down the road and you think this is the road I'm supposed to drive down and then it's blocked, you can't be attached to that road, right? You're driving down the road and five miles down the road, there's a tree that fell across the street. You can't cross it. You have to be okay with the reality that maybe you need to turn back and find another way. 
or maybe you're just stuck. These things happen. So as a man, it's going to be your responsibility to build that view. You don't have a choice here. You do not have the luxury. You do not have the authority to make the call to not have this quality. You don't have that. I don't have that. As a man, we are in a world that can crush us. Think about how weak and fragile your body is. Anything can happen. You're just driving. Right? You're driving to church on a Sunday. Someone's not paying attention. He's texting and driving. You go through a green light. He runs a red light, T-bones you, and it's, it's over. Right? Or you're just walking one day, and you fall, and you trip, and you, you break something, break your neck. God forbid, of course. God forbid all of this. But we're very fragile. So the only way that we're going to have any utility at all is by not being attached to the things that can go wrong, and things go wrong every day. This is something that's really funny, right? I think about this all the time. Is that I consider myself a very lucky person, right? And of course, if you're a Christian, you don't ultimately believe in luck. But I always feel like things go really well for me. I feel that way. But when I actually think back and I tally things up, I fail every day. All the time, all day long. My first failure starts in the morning, my alarm goes off, and I lay in bed for 10 minutes, if I'm lucky. Maybe 15, maybe 20, God forbid it's 25. And then I wake up and then I do my morning routine, but I skip a thing here and there, right? Maybe I'm brushing my teeth, but I don't do my skincare routine. I don't, I don't you know, wash my face and, and put on my sunscreen and everything. Or maybe I'm doing my hair and I do a sloppy job and then my hair ends up looking bad or something along those lines, right? Maybe I'm supposed to wait an hour and a half to drink my coffee. I don't. It's, it's failures all around, right? I'm at the gym and I want to get four reps. I get two. Like this happens all day long. Then you start working, you're writing code and you really wanted to get something done and you're stuck and you just can't get past it. That's life. That's what it means to be a man. And if you're going to be navigating the fog of life or any task that you're currently involved in and you're not okay with the setbacks, this isn't for you. Right? I say that all the time too. Like this is a view that you have to have. You don't have the luxury to not have this view. So you have to develop that. How do you develop that? We talked about this, right? We just talked about this eight minutes ago. Detach yourself. Practice detachment. Understand that there's one thing and one thing only that's guaranteed in life. If you go to God, He will welcome you. That's the only thing that's guaranteed. That and death. If you go to God, He'll welcome you. That's the only guaranteed W that you'll get. Go to God and He'll be there for you. Everything else is icing on the cake. So as you're navigating the fog, as you're going through life, as you're doing the things that you're supposed to do, understand that you're driving down the road, you're walking down the road, you're working on your paper, you're, you're at work trying to fix something, you're trying to land a client and it's not working out, you don't know what to do, that's expected. Remember that. It's expected to not know exactly how things are going to play out. And if you can remind yourself of that reality, if you can acquire that worldview, you're actually going to be more effective. That's, that's the thing, right? Because you're going to stay calm under pressure. Things aren't going your way. Well, okay, let's see what else can we do, right? You know, how, how else can we tackle this? If you think about a crisis situation, people always turn to the person who looks like he knows what he's doing. If you want to be that person, if you want to be a leader, if you want to be an asset to the people around you in your community, especially in a crisis, if you want to be the person that people come to when they need something, and I know you do, I do too, I want to be that person, 
That's a desire that God has placed in my heart. I want to be there for people like that. I know that's what you want. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this. You have to be comfortable. You have to be okay only seeing the next 30 feet. You have to be okay not knowing what comes next and having faith in God that when the time is right, he'll show you exactly what the next move is. I learned this lesson, I want to say, four, maybe five years ago. I was in a situation where I just couldn't decide between two options. I just couldn't. And it was a very big decision. And I just really wasn't sure what to do. And it just kind of dawned on me, I'll do nothing. If I don't know what the right decision is yet, I just won't act. And in time, I think God will reveal it to me. And he did. Right? That's the beautiful thing. When the time is right, if you're praying about it, if you don't know what to do, if you don't know which way to go, and you pray about it, God will reveal the answer to you what it is that you're supposed to do. And if it's a false dichotomy, maybe he wants you to do, wants you to do some third thing, you can do that as well. So of course today, I want you to pull out your notes app right now. I want you to pause this episode if you have to. And I want you to think about that just for a couple of minutes today. Am I the kind of person who is comfortable discovering the way as I walk it? And if I'm not, why not? Am I trying to have all the control, all the power over everything that happens in my life, which of course is completely unrealistic. Am I going to be okay with the fact that that's just not going to happen for me? And if you're not, pray about that. Try to figure that out. Talk to people who have that quality, people who are just figuring it out as they go and see how they do it. And if you do that, you plan to the best of your ability, of course, plan to the end as much as you can. But whatever uncertainty there is, Accept it. Roll with it. You do that, you're going to be a more effective man. That's it for this week's Field Log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for Field Log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the Marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day.